You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, arm drag. Just tell me, fire Welcome to Hit the Books, the only weekly realistic fantasy booking podcast in the universe. Talking all things, not even talking, booking all things WWE Universe GM mode style up in this house. I am your host, as always, Ryan Nightsey. And with me, as always, is the man of a thousand nicknames, Mikey. Man, Freddie, how are you doing, Mikey? At this point, should the man of a thousand nicknames just become the Taco Bell kid? Because that's probably the best one. I, I, we talked about this last week, and it's I it's branding, Ryan. It's branding. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess we'll do the Taco Bell. I can, I can convert Man of a Thousand Nicknames to the Taco Bell Kid until your brand changes. I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. Well, let's see how let's see how twenty twenty one turns out. Hopefully, I mean, it can't be worse, right? <laughs> I don't want to like wish those things. Or I don't think there's any possible way any year could be worse, unless it's literally the end of the world. Yeah, that's why I don't want to don't want to wish things into existence, Mikey. Is because I, you know, I don't know. What if we don't ever get to 2021? What if the world just ends? Oh. The world ends on December 31st, 11:59 p.m. We wake up and our computers say December 32nd. We're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> the year still happening? December 32nd, 2020. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> or, just, or just even, it's like Groundhog Day where we just have to live December 31st over and over again. And we're just like, please get me out of this year. Oh my god. Yeah, that would be worst case scenario, honestly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I'm glad you're... I can do that. I can convert Man of a Thousand Nicknames to the Taco Bell Kid. Because who knows? Maybe... Maybe you're going to event, you know, get grow tired of Taco Bell. We have to change to like um, uh, the Kentucky Fried General or something. The Kentucky Fried General, <laughs> better than Colonel. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> We're all... Kentucky, Kentucky Fried Commander in Chief. <laughs> I mean, I would prefer that over Kentucky Fried Private any day. <laughs> So well, so welcome to Hit the Books, everybody. Uh, we're not a show that discusses fast food, even though we're rapidly becoming that. We're I sh- mean, yeah, we, we've done it in the past. Yeah, we have done it in the past. And we are prepped and primed and ready for a, a new Taco Bell rollout of food. And, oh, and I got either. rid of the cheesy potato griller, and my heart is broken. Because that was one of my favorite things on the menu. One of my favorite things on the menu. And now I can never get menu. it again. And I'm gonna cry. I just love the nacho fries, and I just I love it when they're there, and I hate to see them go. They got rid of all potato dish, like all potatoes. They just discontinued potatoes. They disc. Well, maybe they're making room for something new. I don't know, man. I'm just upset because, like, I went the other day, and I knew I knew the 
I knew it was coming. I just didn't think it was going to be this soon. I went a couple of days ago and I ordered the cheesy potato griller and they were like, sorry, potatoes have been discontinued. And then my heart literally, like, I think, I think the person over the loudspeaker literally heard my heartbreak. I love how it's like, yeah, sorry. They've been discontinued. Like they're no more. We're throwing them all away. Like they're not not doing the potatoes anywhere, which is buck wild because that was one of my favorite items on the menu. And now I'm sad. It appears they have brought back the grand as a time of recording, brought back the grande nachos box. Who cares? There's no cheesy potato griller. Mikey, put down the sword. No. Don't die on this hill. I need my cheesy potato griller. God, you have an IV drip and it's full of cheesy potatoes. <laughs> I'm just gonna. This is the, this is the hill I'm gonna die on. That cheesy that cheesy potato griller should never have been gotten rid of. It, are you gonna die on the hill that they're the best thing at Taco Bell? That, that that is not true because nacho fries are the best thing at Taco Bell. Yeah, nacho fries are the best thing at Taco Bell. Nacho fries at and me. Baja Blast are the best things at Taco Bell. At me, dog. Well, like and I quesadillas. said, also apparently the quesadillas have a chipotle sauce in them, and the the place and the Taco Bell I went to ran out of chipotle sauce, and quesadillas are way worse without the chipotle sauce. I never realized how much of a difference it makes. Remember how I started this this conversation by saying that we don't talk about food on this show? Anyway, let's get to wrestling. <laughs> we went into like a whole tangent and a, and a half. Uh, because yeah. Taco Bell got rid of my one of my favorite things. <laughs> well, I, I don't blame you for that. I, I understand completely. Um, yeah, so thank you everybody for joining us. Like I said, we don't just talk about Taco Bell except when it gets rid of the Mikey's favorite food there. <laughs> Uh, but we do uh, what we do every week is we book our own versions of Monday Night Raw, WWE's Monday Night Raw, and Friday Night SmackDown. I am the head general manager, I guess you could see. What is it? What do they say? Executive producer. I think executive that's what producer, it. executive writer, exec- executive general manager to the executive writer producer. I forget. There was like an actual phrase they used for Heyman and Bischoff, and I think I it's remember. executive producer. Either way, we are the EPs. I am the EP of Raw. Mikey's the EP of SmackDown. And every single week, we write up our own versions of those programs. Um, and we're ready, ready, willing to gable to uh, bring <laughs> you the go-home episode of each show before SummerSlam. This Sunday will be our SummerSlam pay-per-view special. That's right. Uh, it's around the corner uh potentially it's happening well COVID doesn't exist in this universe because we would have just lost our minds if that was the case but uh uh taco not taco bell damn it <laughs> oh man now it's hitting you yeah it has i'm really hungry i was thinking so okay so i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna i don't know if you can tell my audio is different in any capacity mikey but uh, i'm in currently uh not my humble abode in fact i'm in a hotel room you just really like calling it humble, huh? Well, I am the most humblest person in the world. Uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, I'm in my hum- I'm no longer in my humble abode. I'm in a hotel room. And the reason I'm in a hotel room is because I'm working or about to work. I'm technically currently quarantining for a job to start, a film job I'm about to work on. Can't talk about it too cool. much. That's fair. But what NDAs and whatnot. Yeah, well, I guess technically I haven't signed an NDA. I don't remember if there was one to start work. Probably. So spill the beans. No, I'm just kidding. No, that's Taco Bell again. (laughs) Um, No, uh, so technically I'm quarantining right now as we speak at the time of recording. Uh, By the time this episode goes out, I'll be in week two, week one or something of actual working. So I don't know how this is going to go. But what I'm trying to say is is that they 
because of you know COVID and healthy safety health and safety measures, really going the t- full ten yards here um, to get that first down. But that first down is going straight into my tummy because they basically feed us breakfast, lunch, and dinner in our hotel rooms every day. Neat. It's kind of like a prison in the sense that I just have to sit in my hotel room for. And they just slide food under the door. Basically, <laughs> like they'll they they drop they knock on the door. I get up. I wait a couple seconds to, for them to leave. And then I grab my food. <laughs> so I don't interact with anybody. But it's kind of nice. But what I'm trying to get to is that I was I'm, I'm was thinking about Bojangles uh, right before we started recording. And I was thinking about maybe just skipping lunch, whatever they provide, and getting myself Bojangles. Bojangles. I've never had Bojangles, I don't think. Is I it like it. I like Bojangles. It's, obviously, it's more of a southern food. I, and you're living in New Jersey, so I don't think you've ever seen a Bojangles. Yeah, so there's, there's really no. I mean, I've seen a Bojangles. I mean, my uncle's oh, okay. from North Carolina, yes. so I've seen a Bojangles. I've it's never good. had Bojangles. Uh, you know, I some people get like the wings and chicken wings and whatnot. I I got the chicken wings and I thought they were good and they were nice and crispy and the biscuits are great and the fries are delicious. But I've been actually converted into the chicken tenders, which is such a childhood thing. But you know, you know when you're like in, you know the when you're in tendies. high school and college. And chicken tenders are always like a mixed bag, but every once in a while, chicken tender, but chicken tenders are always there, always you, there no for you. But what. you know how like sometimes they're like just garbage chicken tenders, and and then sometimes sometimes they're, they're awesome. like the perfect chicken tenders. Uh, mm-hmm. Those are like every single time at Bojangles. It's like that. It's like that kind nice. of chicken tender. So I've greatly enjoyed it, along with their fries, a Mountain Dew, and a biscuit. Uh, which is that's basically living the South, Mikey. That's basically what my diet is now, as Jesse described it, is meat and bread. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's my <laughs> diet as well. So that's basically where I'm, I'm at in my life. So yeah, so currently I'm on a job. So like I, I think I talked about it before last week is that uh, we're about to go into a job. So we're gonna try to see how the recordings and stuff go. So hopefully we'll have everything out in time for all of y'all. So we'll see how it goes. But sure we do have the go home show today, Mikey. Uh, I've got Raw, you got SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Are we ready to do this right before we get into SummerSlam? I think we are. Let's hit the go-home show. Okay, I will start us off. And Mikey, if you don't mind, my first three segments basically are all tied together. Do you want me to just go through them all? Yeah, knock them out. Okay, well then we're going to open up with Seth Rollins and the Disciples, the Raw Tag Team Champions, the Disciples. They are opening up Raw. Rollins uh, walks out with that bloody steel chair that he used on Christian last week. Jesus. If you remember. Uh, yes, Ra- it, was, it was a pretty brutal thing to forget. Yes. Uh, Rollins grabs the mic and says that last week was only a sliver of what will happen to you, Edge. I took uh, out your best friend with ease. Think about that. Think about how easy it was to break his neck while you just stood there and watched actually come to think of it you chose to break your friend's neck because you refused to stand down and in some ways edge that's respectable but to me that's foolish you decided that a win was more important to you than your friend's life and christian paid the price and now because of your greed edge you have no christian is dead (laughs) you have no friends you have no (laughs) one that is on your side anymore edge you are all alone which 
this leads into the first match, which is the Disciples versus, versus Lucha House Party in a Raw Tag Team Championship match. Uh, two weeks ago, Lucha House Party got the upset victory over Rollins and Mastiff, so they're able to challenge for the titles here. But, of course, they do not win. The Disciples get the victory. The Disciples being Mastiff and Murphy here. But, of course, they don't win. But, of course, you really thought... <laughs> Even though they got the upset victory, but, of course, they lose. Yeah, I mean... So, you're telling me we can't get Lucha House Party at SummerSlam? Unbelievable. No, I mean, currently, there's no Raw Tag Team Championship match scheduled at SummerSlam. I'll reveal that much information. Oh, no. That's why you're getting the match tonight. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, that's what I do sometimes. It's like, oh, I'm not going to have it. So I'm going to have it on Raw the de- night before or whatever. Um, but then that goes into the next segment. 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 Jesus Christ, Ryan. Uh, after the last match, Rollins goes back on the mic, congratulates Murphy and Mastiff on their win tonight. He says that what's great about Murphy and Mastiff is that they not only do the job, uh, not only do they get the job done, sorry, they do what they are told, and that is the problem with you, Edge. You don't follow the word of law around here. You try and forge your own path, the path of greed, the path of destruction. You chose, or you choose to go your own way, Edge, and that has led you here friendless. You see, Edge, I have friends here in Murphy and Mastiff, and sure, you made Christian a sacrificial lamb over the stipulation choice. I get it. But was it worth the price Derek, edge? Damn, he's really hammering that home, huh? Yeah, well, that he's the heel. <laughs> uh, I, was it worth the price edge? I bet you, Christian, it wasn't. Uh, suddenly, Edge appears on the Titantron. Uh, edge tells Rollin that he's had enough of hearing the so-called Messiah spit lies to the WWE Universe. You do not understand how hard it was to leave this business, the business that I loved years ago, and what it took for me to come back. You have not walked a day in my boots, Seth. You don't know the pain I've been through to get to where I am today. That's why at SummerSlam, I'm going to show you exactly what pain I've been through in a TLC match. Classic. The the Edge and Christian special. Yes. Uh, Then Edge and the Viking Raiders jump Rollins and the Disciples from behind with chairs. Uh, Haha, you thought I was backstage, but but I was here all along. In fact, it was a pre-recorded message. (laughs) Sucker. Uh, Rollins gets away, but Edge is able to spear Buddy Murphy, sorry, just Murphy, through a table set up in the corner. Edge and Seth stare each other down from across the way. So it's official that uh, Edge has made the decision at SummerSlam is going to be Edge versus Seth Rollins in a TLC match. Oh, man. The, the match that Edge had a part in inventing. Exactly. Exactly. He's he's showing him how hard, you know, how hard his career has been firsthand. And I looked it up. Uh, this is, uh, I don't know. I have to, I don't quite remember with our universe, but at least according to Cage Match, this would be the first ever, like, one-on-one TLC match that Seth Rollins has ever been in. That's dope. Um, yeah, he's been in a bunch of like shield matches with that five yeah. on three with Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, no, this is uh, a, a huge match. And like I said, Mikey, can I? Can, well, first off, do you have any comments or anything? Because I have a couple of comments T- about. So I have one quick question: with TLC matches, if they're not for a title, you have to pin the other person, right? 
Yes. Okay. Yes. That's all I had. Yeah, uh, to reveal the curtain then a little bit, uh, I as I was writing these promos yesterday, I completely forgot that Edge won the match. And mm-hmm. I was doing this whole promo of like Seth Rollins picking decision, and I had all this stuff. It was going to be a, uh, the stipulation was going to be uh, Rollins is going to have Edge put his career on the line. Whoa. So, that would have been hardcore. Yeah, one on one. But then I realized that Edge won, and I was like, "Ah, shit! I got to delete all." Also, from. I, kinda st- I also kind of stole that from you because Owens put his career on the line. Yeah, and I, you had the no seconds at ringside, which is the original stipulation. Then you did the, took the steel cage, and I was like, "Ah, shit!" And then Owens quit, and I was like, <laughs> "And then I forgot that Edge won." I was like, "Ah, dang it!" And so I was like, "Okay, what do I got left? That's that's something Edge would pick." And I was like, "TLC match. There we go. Perfect." Plus, plus what? The next pay-per-view is Clash of Champions, I believe. And we Ooh, got, good one. Yeah, after Clash of Champions, we have Hell in a Cell. So, I got room. I got no, you need, room. you need to say it right. Uh, it's Hell in the Cell. What impression? Is that Undertaker? What impression are you doing know. there? I don't know, but that's usually how they say it. Just very deep and gravelly and slow. Fair enough. What's over happening over on SmackDown? Over on SmackDown, the show opener is none other than Oni Lorkin. Hey. He comes to the ring. He comes to the ring holding the contract for a tag team championship match at SummerSlam. He grabs a mic and starts talking in a much more somber tone than usual. He's not like his like uh, all caps Oni Lorkin. Mm-hmm. This is these are short caps Oni Lorkin. <laughs> Last week, me and Danny Birch won the opportunity to take a take on One Nation at SummerSlam for the tag team championships. We were on top of the world after that grueling ladder match, but something was off. Birch told me he was hurting, and we shook it off at first because, of course, we'd be sore after a match like that. Unfortunately, the pain continued longer than it should have, so he went to the WWE doctors, and he got some bad news. Birch has uh, insert bad injury here. (laughs) 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 And he's going to be out of action for quite some time. Which means we won't be getting that title shot come Sunday. Lorkin looks distraught, but snaps out of it. However, that doesn't mean there won't be a tag team title match at all. Ooh. I talked to I talked to GM Page, and given the circumstances, I think we worked out a solution. Four teams will compete tonight in two matches. The winners of those matches will go on to SummerSlam, where the where the winners of those where the winner, sorry. I wrote like this you, weird. You're getting excited? <laughs> I wrote this weird. Okay. The winners of those matches will go on to SummerSlam, where the winners of that match will be receiving a contract for will be receiving a contract for the match against One Nation for the championships later in the night. And the first match will be happening right now. So, to sum it up, there's two matches tonight. Uh the winners of those matches will have a match at SummerSlam. And then they, if whoever wins that match will get the title match later in the night at SummerSlam. So whoever wins is doing two matches at SummerSlam. Okay. Can you announce who those people are? Are you waiting? Uh, yeah. Well, right. I'm about to go into match one that has two of the competitors right now. Well, there we go. So match number one is Ali and Mysterio versus the Street Profits, in which the Street Profits pick up the victory. Uh, and the other two teams are Heavy Machinery and Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Okay. Oh, that sucks for Oni Lorcan. Yeah. 
big big sucks for Ernie Lorcan. Uh, <laughs> big sucks. Uh, that really sucks for Ernie Lorcan. So because of that, uh, that because that was my, my ultimate question is, uh, what are the other teams? Because does that mean Ernie Lorcan basically lost out on his contract? You know, lost out on his opportunity. Yeah, he. I feel like I feel like it was kind of on his own accord because he talked to Paige about it and they picked the teams together. And uh, Fish and O'Reilly have just been on a hot streak lately, so I think they they've earned it. And uh, Ernie Lorcan, I feel like wouldn't want to do it without Birch. You know. Mm-hmm. Plus, this is a assuming uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly can get the win here. You might have just uh, tricked your way into having all four undis- all, or five all, of, all undisputed era on the SummerSlam card. Yes, yes, yes I'm aware. <laughs> Very nice, Mikey. Very nice. Well, we have to find out if they win. Uh, well, then, who did we say? You said Street Profits win. The Street I, Profits win against Ali and Mysterio in the first in the first match of the night. Nice, nice little return from Street Profits. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, do you want to? Where are we? Do you want to go? You did your first two. Do you want to do your next segment as well? Sure, I'll I'll do one more. Uh, the next segment is a backstage interview. Uh, the backstage interview with Ember Moon asking her about what happened last week. Oh, yes. Ember says last week. What Ember says. Last week was about revenge. Asuka shoved me aside when she became the SmackDown Women's Champion. She forgot about me, left me in the dust, and I'm back now, and I have a score to settle. So, Asuka, I'm challenging you to a match at SummerSlam. This time it's going to be different because I'm a whole new type of dangerous. I've been training all this time. I've been training all this time I've been gone for a chance at redemption, and I don't plan on throwing that away. And Ember leaves. Okay. Okay, I like it. Nice little little promo here by Ember Moon, plus the official match announcement of right. I think it is officially. Yes. Well, well, that that comes later. Oh, the she. Oh, she's Ember Moon is currently challenged. Right? Ember Moon put out the challenge. Yes. Okay, but the believed match is going to be Oscar versus Ember Moon versus Oscar. Yeah. Okay, I like it. Okay, I'm liking how this card is shaping up. Okay, well, let's head back over to Raw. Speaking of SummerSlam card shaping up, we have the number one contenders battle royal for the Intercontinental Championship. All right. Mikey, I hope you have the piece of paper prepared because last week I asked you to write down who you think was going to win. So don't don't reveal it yet. But uh, real quickly, I'm just going to go through it. Uh, Those contestants, I believe I said it was a 16-man Intercontinental Championship battle royal. Number one contendership mm-hmm. between Chad Gable, R Truth, The Miz, Elias, Daniel Bryan, John Morrison, Andrade, King Corbin, Titus O'Neil, Bo Dallas, Ricochet, Cedric Alexander, Eric Ivar, Bobby Lashley, and Cesaro. Okay, so I have my answer written down. I will say I was between two competitors on this one, and I think I don't I don't know if I picked the correct one, but I I might I might I think I might I could have I could possibly get it here. Well, how should we do this? Should you reveal now and then I say what happens in the match? Um, I yeah, let's let's say I'll reveal now. Go for it. All right. So I picked on this one possibly for a swerve victory, King Corbin, and I will show you on the camera right now that I wrote it down last week. Okay, he wrote down King Corbin. I can confirm. That's a solid choice. Sheamus versus King Corbin at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. That's that's not a bad choice. I was between him and one other person. Who was the other person? Chad Gable. Oh, another solid choice. 
Well, let me reveal to you what happens during this match. Uh, during the match, um, uh, there's at some point R-Truth gets slided out of the ring. Uh, Daniel Bryan, Chad Gable, Andrade Morrison all eliminate each other at different times with Miz eliminating Morrison last. Uh, same sort of deal happens with Lashley, Cesaro, Ricochet, and Alexander. Elias and King Corbin are the last two standing. All right, so I might I might be correct, but they eliminate each other at the same exact time. What? That's not fair. Uh, causing confusion over who wins. How was I supposed to guess that? Uh, and that's you. Should, I mean, announcer says that because that 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 he is the only person that was not officially eliminated during the match. Like I said, he got slided out of the ring at the very beginning of the match. The winner is our <laughs> truth. So bad. <laughs> so at SummerSlam, it's going to be Sheamus versus R Truth for the Intercontinental Championship. Hard Truth uh, has returned. I was close though. You were close. You have you had you were at the uh, last two, last three, however you want to see it. Oh my god, I'm so mad. <laughs> what? What are you mad about? What are you mad about? I don't, I don't understand what the problem is. Uh Fucking Kate, fucking R Truth getting the win <laughs> by not doing anything. By not doing anything. You ever see that video online where uh, people are just playing like Mario Party mini games and they're Luigi, and it's just a video titled "Luigi Wins by Doing Nothing." Yes, or like Smash Brothers it's, or something. It's that. I mean, yeah, basically, R Truth wins this battle royal. Uh, everyone else is heated and eliminates each other. So at SummerSlam, it's Sheamus versus R-Truth. Incredible. For the title. Incredible. How do you feel about that? I think this is like the first title shot R-Truth has gotten that isn't 24-7. I was looking at it. Technically, he's still the 24-7 champion. Of course he is. Who else else would it be? Neither of us have touched that title since R-Truth won it whenever he won it. Incredible. Uh, yeah, so that's that's our truth for you, baby. Uh, our truth gets the title shot at SummerSlam for the Intercontinental hey. Championship. So that match is announced. I love it. Okay, what's happening over at SmackDown? Over on SmackDown, we have a video package hyping up the more than a year long Universal Title Run of Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre's journey up the ladder on SmackDown, how the two became the top stars of the company, and how this match at SummerSlam is a veritable clash of the titans. Of the company. So it's just, Whoa, it's just, like, a, it's just like a video package hyping up like Drew McIntyre, like hyping how far match. Drew McIntyre has come, hyping up yeah. the match, yeah, hyping up how, how far Drew McIntyre has come, hyping up Orton's title run, and how this match is like a huge, a huge match coming up. You know, just hyping up the, the Universal title match at SummerSlam. I, perfect. I mean, we talked about it before on the show where I have... You know, I've been tracking the data, uh, and basically, I was, you know, I, I, we have this system that I have set up here, which is like Ocelot. Basically, what it is is, it figures out, it ranks people based on wins, but like not only the wins, but based on like the quality of the wins. So if like Randy Orton defeats, uh, fucking who's at the bottom of this list? If Randy Orton defeats, uh. I don't know, Dolph Ziggler, it's not going to matter too much. But if, you know, 
Randy Orton defeats Drew McIntyre, that's a huge win, right? So basically doing all that and going, you know, go doing that from August 2018, basically when we started the show to now, two years later, um, well, I guess September, was it? No, August 2018 to now, two years later. Did we say that this episode is the two-year episode? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Did we say last week that this was the two-week, two-year episode, Mikey? Did we screw up? Maybe. <laughs> Listen, it's fine. It's fine. I was gonna do a quick, quick, quick search. <laughs> God, what idiots! Uh, but basically, in those two years, like the what I'm trying to say is, McIntyre and Orton are the top two guys, at least on SmackDown. They're not the top two people in the pr- company currently. Number one currently is Shayna Baszler. Um, but they are the top, they're two of the three. Uh, and real quickly, let me look back at our episode log to see when August 17th was the draft. So when this episode comes out, it will be after, it'll be the two years, basically. (laughs) Happy two year anniversary, Mikey. (laughs) Happy two year anniversary, Ryan. God, we suck. (laughs) Totally forgot. We were like, last week, we were like, we'll do something. And we 100% forgot. In my defense, I'm in a hotel, so I don't know what else I can do. We did a whole bit. We did a whole bit at the 100th episode. We did all this stuff. 100% forgot about the two-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's fine. Well, let's look back. Any fun moments and memories? <laughs> Should we look back now? <laughs> Any fun moments for the two years? <laughs> Ah, uh, let's let's hit a flashback real quick. Ah, um, dude, we've gone through so much on this show. Yeah, a lot of highs and lows. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm still, I still am never gonna forget when we first started and we had that big fatal four way between what was it, Rollins, Styles, McIntyre, and Owens for the Universal Title or the WWE Title in a Hell in a Cell match. In a Hell in a Cell match, yeah. That's when we were just like, and not only that, but it was like a. That's great... when we were just like going like balls to the wall, like how hard, how crazy can we make this? Well, I we still, I would argue we still go slightly balls to the wall, but at the very least, it also like showed us, like it was us being like, here we put these are the four guys we're pushing right now, mm-hmm. right? These are the guys that we're gonna push, and and that's something that I f- I feel like I talked about before, where we do a good job of that long-term storytelling. Like we were like in hell in a cell. We were like, these are the four guys that are going to matter. And at WrestleMania, you know, they're all in matches. They're all, they were constantly in the picture the entire time. Owens loses, but does the whole United States championship gimmick. Uh, that was so good. We have eating off of it, throwing it in the trash. It was great. And then we eventually get to Rollins and styles spin off and do their own thing at WrestleMania. We mm-hmm. find a way to push up Balor into like that fifth person slot. We so, brought up Undisputed Era in like a crazy way. Oh, at the uh, thousandth episode of SmackDown. Yeah, where uh, it was, a- what was it? AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins. Yes, the first time ever. We don't the get first a result. Time ever, ever, the dream match. The dream match. The first time ever. The and dream they interrupted match. Interrupted and ruined. Yes. And then they had the proper finish at WrestleMania. Mm hmm. And have never touched again. <laughs> I have them on the same brand, and they're not even like together feuding or anything. I could do it again. I could do it at WrestleMania again if I wanted to, but I haven't. But I haven't. 
Um, yeah, no, I I think that that start was very very good. There was also I remember like there was also like some downsides. We talked about this before a lot. Where like the beginning of the women's division got a little crumpled because that was the randomizer was really hurting the women's division. It was almost like we were AEW Dynamite, where it's like we're, we're trying to push push all these things, but then just outside forces of injuries and whatnot ruin things for us. And we're like, ah, Jesus, <laughs> who are we gonna build? Um, I feel yeah, I feel like. Uh, you know, then we've, you know, I think, I think a couple years ago we had that run of like after WrestleMania of McIntyre, we were sort of like, okay, what are we going to do? Finding our footing a little bit. And then I think honestly that, you know, that kind of like we get WrestleMania to WrestleMania at that point, I think it was us kind of find our footing at the very beginning. Cause also like Balor got injured and was gone forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was us being like, okay, what the, what the hell are we going to do? I think, it, I think it's so wild that Balor got injured with like when we first started this show and just recently came back, like when we split, like when we split the brands. Yeah. I think I, it was Balor got hurt for so long, like right toward the beginning of our show. And he came back. His return was season three, episode four. It was. He was gone for almost a year. Like he was, he was gone for like forty something weeks or whatever it was. Yeah, he was gone for a very, very long time. But uh, yeah, now he's back. Well, now he's disappeared, I guess. Um, uh, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. He's he's doing his own thing. He's got he's got his demons to get rid of, I guess. Uh, yeah. Or has or has gotten rid of? I don't know. <laughs> I guess you have the option. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. But yeah, and then I think like I feel like we've done a lot of good storyline. I mean, I I greatly enjoy what we've been doing in season three, which has been obviously the split uh, draft, the split rosters, the split shows, doing everything on our own. It's it's been sometimes difficult coming up with ideas when it's just you, but. Uh, uh, I, I feel like it's been a lot of fun, and I've, I've it's helped me realize what your booking style, like get a better sense of what your booking style is compared to what mine is. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean you push the women a lot better than I do. Well, I mean, I mean that's not. I feel like I, I feel like that's not me pushing the women. I just feel like, like no offense to you, I just feel like I have the better. I have like my my women's talent is just better than my like the, the men's talent on my roster. So it's just like, that's what I'm, I'm pushing. What's what I know is good. You know, that's fair. And that's a good point. That's a very good point. And yeah. And to be fair, I did lose Becky Lynch right at the beginning there. Mm-hmm. So was rough, I was yeah. sort of like, cause I was going to be building everything around Becky Lynch. And then I was like, Oh no, <laughs> I think she was like one of my first draft picks. Mm-hmm. Oh no. She was champ. No, was she champion? She was champ- no, she was champion. So you kept her. I thought she lost it to Alexa bliss at WrestleMania. Uh, maybe I'm looking it up real quickly. Uh, I think Becky Lynch was like one of my first. Yes, I got it. Be- I Alexa Bliss was champion. Becky Lynch was my first draft pick. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Yours was Drew McIntyre. Yes, I mean of course. Can we just talk about our draft real quickly? Like here, can I tell you the first five picks for us, and we'll see how they are right now. Mm-hmm. See, see if it's a good investment. First five picks for Raw, Becky Lynch, unknown bad investment, uh, Ricochet, I haven't really done much with them, I'll be honest, uh, The New Day, I would say are in a huge Clap. feud right now, Great. Shorty G, Chad Gable, mm-hmm. uh, is doing, 
he was injured for a little bit, so I sort of lost him. And then Dane O'Brien. A lot of these people are these are a lot of people I just put investments into, like all the big names people that are actually using right now, like Baszler, like um, Roman Reigns was already champion, but like Edge was later. King mm-hmm. uh, uh, lost the OC. Uh, no, uh, Bobby Lashley and Cesaro were a lot. Bobby Lashley was like near the bottom of my list. Because I don't think either of us wanted Bobby Lashley, really. Yeah, but I feel like I've used him properly. And for you, your top five, Mikey, here you go. Drew McIntyre, Pete Dunne, Kevin Owens, Ember Moon, and the Iconics. That's, that's Those are very Mikey picks, I feel like. Yeah, those are very Mikey picks. But how do you those feel about... Those top three are very Mikey picks. But how do you feel about, like, where their stock, like, where they've... Since you, you, you saw something in those five people that you wanted to use them... How do how do you feel like after the fact? Um, I feel like the Iconics could do more. I mean, they just had that Piper Niven series where they just got destroyed by Piper Niven. Yeah. Um, I think I think I'm I'm getting back into building Kevin Owens again after not using him for a little bit. Um, unless he loses to Adam. I Cole. mean, Drew McIntyre obviously paid off. Yeah. Pete Dunne obviously paid off my United States Champion. I'm not yeah. happy with where my picks are at. Yeah, right after the Iconics was Banks and Bailey. Ember, Ember Moon is back for a big a big match with Asuka. She had that like feud with Asuka for a little while. I think I think all my I'm I'm happy with my picks. Yeah, I you you've done a good job of like who I'm trying to see of like who's someone that you've picked really low on the board that you're using regularly. I mean, I would say like eh. Sami Zayn and Braun Strowman are like kind of your middle of your draft roster picks, but you know. I keep forgetting Braun Strowman exists on my roster. I, I'm telling you, Braun Strowman sucks as a character to write for. He's, I don't know how to write for Braun Strowman. Yeah, it's hard. He's just this. Sami Sami Zayn is Mister Money in the Bank, who keeps kind of appearing sometimes. I loved that segment last week, but yeah, it's been two years. I think of like great stuff. I, I'm excited about. You know, it, it's been nerves because it's like starting any new podcast, especially like a wrestling podcast, where like the audience is already so small. I mean, like if you look at the like total, like compare it to like any comedy podcast, like the, your audience, your, mm-hmm. your, your, the net. If you like, if you look at the audience as like a lake, you know, it's like that lake is ginormous. Like who, who a lot of people can enjoy comedy, but when it comes to like wrestling fans that exist, how like that lake is way smaller. I mean, just look at, like, the ratings of, like, Dynamite and, and fucking WWE. It's, like, that that lake is, like, 2 million people. Mm-hmm. But it's still a lot of people, but compared to, like, however many people enjoy comedy, <laughs> there's, like, multi-million people. Um, yeah. So it's, like, it's, it's, it's a lot of, like, nerves of, like, that, of, like, how are we doing the show properly? Are we doing this thing? And I like, I like the show what we do. I, I greatly enjoy the show that we've done and come up on two years. I cannot believe it. And you it's know, crazy that, we, that we've gone this far. Here's to many more, Mikey. Yes. And then we'll clink our glasses. Yes. Oh god. Clink. Clink. It sounds like you just dropped all your glass on the ground. No, it's fine. I just clinked one coffee mug against another by accident. Perfect. Well, uh, let's go back to the show. Let's go back to the show proper. That little. Yeah, let's get back into it. I just presented my video package. Uh, it's on Ross. Ross. The ball is at Ross Court. Yes. Backstage interview of Shayna Baszler. Baszler is asked about what appears to be her th- seeming threats to Alexa Bliss over a possible cash-in. Uh, Baszler questions the word threats and says that the word should be promises. 
Uh, when I go to the ring or when I get on the mic, I don't threaten somebody. It's not my goal to make someone scared of what I might do to them. I'm showing them exactly what I'm going to do to you. And when Alexa Bliss gets her head out of the clouds and back into my ring, I'm going to cash in this briefcase and show her what I am all about. All right. Charlie asks about the challenge from Bianca Belair and Naomi over the Money Bank briefcase and about the new news that there will be a triple threat match next week over that said briefcase. The new news. The new news. Uh, Basil questions what would happen if there was no briefcase by then, and then she walks away. Ooh. Ooh. Bold statement by Shayna Baszler. Yes. Heavy teases. Possibly teasing a cash-in at SummerSlam. Heavy teases. Interesting. Interesting. I like it. What's happening on SmackDown? uh, On SmackDown, we have uh, the match after the video package, which is Asuka versus Nikki Cross, and Asuka gets the win. After the match, Asuka grabs a mic and says, Ember, I accept. Yeah. Asuka leaves with her match at SummerSlam, now official. There we go. Asuka Ember Moon, the WrestleMania match, back for SummerSlam. Officially official. Officially official. Uh, Wow. Six months later. Mm Mm-hmm. What happened to Ember Moon? Did she get injured or something? I don't quite remember. No, Ember Moon lost to Asuka, and I purposefully didn't use her since until uh, last week. Oh. She lost her title match to Asuka at one of the pay-per-views a while ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't, uh, like, at WrestleMania, I think. It was... Maybe, it was like, a backlash or something. It was at Money in the Bank. That first pay-per-view out. Yeah. Wow. And just you haven't used Ember Moon since. I haven't even noticed. That's yes, how that's... I, I, didn't use, I didn't use Ember Moon on purpose because uh, I wanted her to make a big return to get back at Asuka. Ember Moon was injured for one week after that match, <laughs> and she just then was never used. I typed yeah. in, I, I did a search. I tried to use that as, like, she really took her loss to Asuka hard, and I think that's what I'm trying to sell here. Oh, yeah, I, I believe that, yeah. Uh... Because they were, like, a team for so long, and then, like, it was, like, kind of not a hard turn, but, like, Asuka kept messing with, kept kept ruining Ember Moon's chances, you know? Yeah, because it was also, like, boiling up to that moment. Yeah, uh, and I wanted this to be, like, she took that really hard and trained up so she can come back and kick Asuka's ass, possibly. I love it. Well, I guess we'll find out at SummerSlam this Sunday on this podcast feed. It's Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Well, let's uh, get into the next match over on Raw, why don't we? Mm Mm-hmm. Which is uh, a singles match, Rhea Ripley with, of course, Liv Morgan against Nia Jax with, of course, Alexa Bliss. All right. Um, The winner of said match is going to be Rhea Ripley. Cool, cool, cool. So just sort of those seconds doing a match against each other. After the match, Alexa Bliss grabs the mic and tells Liv Morgan, look, you may have beaten our team at Extreme Rules, but there's one thing neither of you have been able to do, and that's defeat me. I am the Raw Women's Champion for a reason. There is a reason I was able to take down the man at WrestleMania when no one else could. I am a goddess, Liv Morgan. I am better than you in every way imaginable. Um... You are. Uh, I eat people like you for breakfast while I'm just sipping on my coffee. You're nothing but a tag team wrestler trying to make it to the big stage, and you won't make it there. You will never make it there. Not while I'm on top. 
See you at SummerSlam, bitch. See you at SummerSlam, bitch. I love it. There we go. Nice little promo after the match between uh, from Alexa Bliss. And yeah, just reiterating that match, Alexa Bliss versus Liv Morgan for the Raw Women's Championship. All right. I'm so excited for that. Me too. I'm excited. I'm That match, uh, little tease, I guess, for the audience at home. That match is like the, I feel like for me personally, I've been sort of like a little bit of like, circling the the point of like okay what am i going to do about this division what am i going to do i i you know it's been a couple months since speculich left and me being like okay what the heck am am i going to do here uh and i feel like SummerSlam is the point where it's all going to open up and explode with way more storylines and way more possibilities Ooh, now i'm just even more excited yeah so there tease for the audience and mikey all right all right what's happening on smackdown over on SmackDown, we have a backstage interview with Undisputed Era about their upcoming presence at SummerSlam. Cole grabs the mic and says, SummerSlam is one of the biggest events of the year. To crush the hopes and dreams of Owens, Dunn, and Bailey in front of a crowd like that is an opportunity like no other. <laughs> uh, we, also got, we also got some more good news today when we found out that Fish and O'Reilly have their own chance to have a spot on the SummerSlam card and a chance to take on the tag team champions for the gold. Their match is next. When they win tonight and win twice at SummerSlam, we're going to have almost all the gold SmackDown has to offer. And that is undisputed. Yes, baby. Then that means with Adam Cole defeating Kevin Owens, there's no one to stop him going after either Randy Orton or Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. I love to see it, folks. You love to see it. Yeah, that would be the last. The last. Uh, co- if 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 Undisputed Era wins all their matches at SummerSlam, the last piece of the puzzle would be Adam Cole going after uh, whoever, either Drew McIntyre or Randy Orton for that Universal Title. And then, of course, Ruby Riot going after the women's title at some point. No, no she, well, she, if she, she wins, has a match, at, yeah, she has a match at SummerSlam oh, against Bailey. Everyone except for Adam Cole could win. <laughs> Can win gold. Well, Adam Cole has a, Adam Cole has a match against Kevin Owens, but he, it's not it's not for gold. But yes, it's go. It's for it's for pinks. <laughs> yeah, uh, if if it's okay with you, I'm just gonna hop right into my next match because uh, we just teased it in that segment. Sure, we have Fish and O'Reilly versus Heavy Machinery. Uh, and Fish and O'Reilly get the victory. So Fish and O'Reilly are headed to SummerSlam against the Street Profits for a number one contenders match against uh, for for the titles. Yes, for they're having the number one contenders match, and then they one the winner of that match will face One Nation for the titles. Yes, yes, later in the night. So both of those matches are happening at SummerSlam, which is kind of a bummer, but also. Uh, Danny Burch got home on like the day before the go home show. I didn't have much. To, I, didn't have much to, <laughs> I didn't have much real estate to work with. No, I get you. I mean, I <laughs> I get you on that one. You had what? How long is Danny Burch injured for it again? Oh, like twenty something weeks. Jesus Christ! Yeah, you, you, Danny Burch is gone. So I, I think it's fair for you to be like, okay, I think you oh, did a good job. Oh, Thirty weeks. I'm sorry. Thirty weeks. I think you did a good job of setting up uh, this this sort of mini tournament heading into SummerSlam. I I think it's I think it's a solid choice. Uh I think it's a solid pick. You know, I, I'm excited to see what happens at SummerSlam. Yeah, so now we have two matches announced for SummerSlam, which is uh Fish and O'Reilly versus the Street Profits, and then the winner of that match will be taking on 
One Nation for the titles. Awesome. I think that's all of your SmackDown matches are official. It is. That is all of my SmackDown matches for SummerSlam announced. I love to see it. You love to see it. Uh, well, and speaking of match announcements, I forgot to announce a match after the Battle Royal, Mikey. Uh, oh, yeah? What do we got? Uh, that match is going to be on the pre-show. It's going to be Andrade versus Chad Gable. All right. I like that. Yes. Yeah, so just a quick one-on-one match. You know, Daniel Bryan will certainly be in Gable's corner. And, of course, Vega and probably John Morrison is going to be Andrade's corner. I love that. So, yes, solid, solid uh, pre-show match there. But to go into the next thing for me, it's the video package, which is basically just recapping everything, the entire story of what happened between Roman Reigns and Aleister Black. All right. I like it. Hyping up that match. Yes, I would lose my mind if I went into intricate detail about everything that happened. Uh, Yeah. It was uh, wild. Yes, just go back and listen to it. Or <laughs> go to htbpod.com and read up on it. Mm-hmm. It's all right there, folks. Um, well, then I'll go into my next match, which is the Bloodline, Roman Reigns and the Usos, taking on the New Day. All right, like that. Where the New Day win. Nice. Big win for the New Day here. Big win for the New Day here. After the match, uh... Uh, Alistair Black jumps Roman Reigns from behind. Uh, Ooh, and okay. Grabs the mic and tells him that he will see him at SummerSlam. Love it. So it's official. After taking down LLC, Alistair Black, Roman Reigns, official at SummerSlam. That's dope. Plus, I'll also announce here another pre show match The New Day versus The Usos. Cool, cool. Love it. So that's that's our full SummerSlam card is announced, but we'll go into that later. I think, because you did two, I think I have one more, uh, the final segment here, Mikey, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I still have my main event and the final segment, actually. Oh, well, then hit your main event, and then we'll go to my segment, and then we'll go back to my yours. Main, my main event is what we announced last week. We have Pete Dunne and Bailey versus uh, Ruby Riot and Roderick Strong. In which Pete Dunne and Bailey pick up the victory. The champions win over the challengers. Ooh, that makes me really think they're going to lose at SummerSlam. Guess we'll see. Oh, man, I'm really interested in this. Undis- I like it's been like it's was subtle, but like all of a sudden it's like undisputed era have all these matches at SummerSlam, and they have and four out of five of them are up for gold. I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> SummerSlam is <laughs> taking over. Uh, it's like all it's like all of a sudden. Like, SummerSlam is going to be undisputed. Perfect. Josiah Williams. Okay, well, let me hit you with my, my main event segment here, Mikey. All right. It's a main event match between Keith Lee and AJ Styles. Love it. But. <gasps> but. Before the match could even start. <gasps> Uh, Styles jumps and attacks Keith Lee. Oh no! There's a brutal back and forth exchange between the two, and the ref can't separate them before they can actually properly start the match. So security comes out to separate them, but they are seemingly dealt with by the wrestlers. Uh, wrestlers come from the back, and they come out to hold back Lee and Styles. But then uh, Andrade attacks Gable, which then Brian defends, but is attacked by Morrison. LLC 
throw off Brian and Gable, but the New Day stopped them. You can, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can sort of see where I'm going with this. It just devolves into a all-out, full locker room brawl between everyone on the roster. Oh, my gosh. And that Everyone is, at SummerSlam. And that is how we close out the show. Wow. Big ending for Raw. Big ending. Uh, a big locker room brawl between everybody at SummerSlam. Really hyping up everything that's going to happen at SummerSlam. Well, I'm going to try to one-up you with my main event segment. With mm-hmm. my final segment of SmackDown. Randy Orton is packing his bags to head out for the night when the lights in the locker room flicker. Orton brushes it off and keeps packing. Then Orton hears a struggle outside. Realization strikes and Orton grabs his bag and heads to the exit. He peeks out the door to see a security team completely laid out. Orton turns white and makes a mad dash for the parking lot and scrambles for his cell phone. He calls his backup security team, but no one answers. Orton gets frustrated and keeps running towards his car. When he finally gets there, he finds his tires are slashed and a message written on the car in red spray paint. Nowhere left to run. As the camera pans around to get a shot of Orton's face, we see Drew McIntyre lurking in the background, and Randy Orton is petrified. Randy slowly turns and meets eyes with the hunter himself, and the chase begins. Orton drops his bag and runs away. McIntyre gives chase. The two run through the backstage or- area as Orton is trying to put anything in Drew McIntyre's path to slow him down. Orton ends up running down the ramp and to the ring, and McIntyre follows. As Orton slides in the ring and eyes down McIntyre, McIntyre stops at the end of the ramp and mouths the words, See you Sunday. He, la- he laughs as the lights go out and come back on, and McIntyre is gone, leaving Orton terrified in the ring. Holy shit. <laughs> Dude, what a horror movie moment you brought right? here. <laughs> Holy crap. McIntyre is a monster among yeah. men. Ross Jobin and going. The hunter among men. Uh, yeah, I, I tried to play up like uh, Drew McIntyre playing mind games with Orton and yeah. really get in his head. Well, he's like the hunter demon among men. Like he's you're taking he's taking bits from like Finn Ballet, taking bits from Braun Strowman, like He's taking bit, yeah. He's taking bits from all of his uh, past hunts. Oh, I love where... what a what a new idea that adds to McIntyre, where he er, gains power. He's like gains power from where he, whoever he defeats. <laughs> <laughs> if he defeats Randy Orton, he'll be the most powerful individual in all of wrestling. <laughs> all of a sudden, he'll always be surrounded by security, and then he has to take on five people in undisputed era. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that would be I, I love that idea. <laughs> he takes he takes the all of a sudden he's whipping out like six one nines because he beat Mysterio and <laughs> he's doing Swanton bombs because he beat Jeff Hardy. He's just going back through all of his past hunts and he's just pulling out finishing moves. He hits like a coup de gras. <laughs> what a what a beast. What a beast incarnate that Drew McIntyre's become. <laughs> I I love yeah, it. I, I, this is the this is the this is how SmackDown comes to a close. Uh, Orton just terrified in the ring after McIntyre seemingly chases him down, and instead of going after him, just kind of lets him go with the message like, "Ah, I could have gotten you right there. I could have." I like I it. I like it. I like it. I think it's I think it's solid. Strike fear into Randy Orton, and that's basically what has been the story with this Randy Orton run is that he's he, McIntyre over the course of 
couple months, I would argue, has <clears> been slowly dismantling Randy Orton's security blanket. Yeah, it, it it went from it went from Orton being fairly confident in in being able to take out McIntyre when the demon beat him pretty quick, mm-hmm. uh, and then Mac, when McIntyre came back and started hunting them again, I feel like Orton kind of brushed it off because he was like, "Ah, the demon's got this," and then he beat the demon, and Orton slowly devolved into a terrified mess. Yeah, and now the security team's gone. Like both his normal and his backup security team are gone. Like yeah. he's just been slow, and that's and that's also like goes perfectly in line with who the hunter character for McIntyre is, is that he's someone that he's not taking them out right away. He's dismantling slowly but surely. He's biding his time. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to get you right away. He'll get you when he has you. Yeah, when you've when you've been. Yeah, he'll get you when he deems it's time. Exactly, exactly. That's who the hunter is. And SummerSlam is the time, Mikey. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we read off the hype up SummerSlam before we uh, hit the randomizer? Yeah, let's hype up the SummerSlam card. Uh, okay, yeah. So in on the, I'll tell you who what's happening on the Raw side first. On the Raw also, side, these, these matches are in no particular order. Yes, no particular order. But on the Raw side, we have the New Day versus the Usos, Andrade with Vega and Morrison versus Gable with Brian. We've got, scrolling all the way down here, we got Roman Reigns versus Aleister Black. We have Edge versus Seth Rollins in a TLC match. We have Alexa Bliss versus Liv Morgan for the Raw Women's Championship. We have Sheamus, Mikey's favorite, Sheamus versus R-Truth for the Intercontinental Championship. And finally, uh, for the WWE Championship, it's going to triple threat Brock Lenzer versus AJ Styles versus Keith Lee. All right. And over on the SmackDown side, we have uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly taking on the Street Profits for a chance at One Nation. Then we have Bailey versus Ruby Riot for the SmackDown Women's Title, and we have Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton for the Universal Championship. Mm-hmm. Right, we have Oscar versus Ember Moon. Uh, we have One Nation versus the winner of Fish and O'Reilly and Street Profits. We have Kevin Owens versus Adam Cole, and we have. Pete Dunn versus Roger Strong for the United States Championship. I feel like you said one of those twice, but I have no idea which one it was. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. I you don't can think I did. It doesn't matter because at this Sunday you get to hear the full card, hear, hear it back, here in its proper order, and uh, find out who won those matches. It's SummerSlam, baby. It's the biggest party of the it's summer. SummerSlam, baby. Um, it, you know we're gonna. It's a huge pay per view for us. It's a huge pay per view on Raw. I can tell you that much, Mike. It's a huge. It's just a huge pay per view in general, man. It's one of the big five. The big five now, I think it is. Yes. So go, you know, subscribe to this podcast feed so that it can get dropped into your feed as soon as it drops on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. So get ready for that. But we're not done yet. Uh, the reason we do all this stuff is that we want you to decide who had the better card. Was it my version of Raw? Was it Mike, Mikey's version of SmackDown? You could decide whose was better. Where you can go to Twitter at HitTheBooksPod and vote in the poll that is there pinned on our top of our page, uh, saying whose uh, card you thought was better. Um, uh, and now it's time to roll the loser. Okay, Mikey, we got the results back. Uh, it's time to read over who won the poll, and there wasn't any winners, there wasn't any losers. It was a tie. 
Oh, man. Split down the middle, huh? Split down the middle, 50-50. So there is not... We do not know who had the better card. Either Both of us had good cards. Both of us had bad cards. Who the either hell knows? Both of us had, either both of us had good cards and the fans just couldn't decide which was better, or we both had shitty cards and the fans couldn't decide who they hated less. That's fair, I guess. Uh, but it's time to hit the randomizer on each other then. So you're ready? You're primed and ready? Yes. Okay, I've rolled the randomizer. Uh, we'll see what I get to do to you for SmackDown. It's always fearful. It's always fearful. I'll tell you that much. Especially after last week. <laughs> <laughs> when you've lost an entire match, basically. But you got two matches out of it, so it's not too bad, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the uh, result here for the randomizer, Mikey. It's pretty simple, pretty easy. It's going to take some time to figure out. Uh, so you ready? Mm-hmm. Reorder the entire card. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> so, yeah, so basically you got to look at that card and it, you get to keep everything. You get to keep everything. You know, that's, that's fine, but uh, you got to reorder it. In a different way. Okay. So that is going to. I'm going to do that. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess take your time. Figure out how to do it. You don't have to. You don't. You know. I guess if you hype something, if you hype something, reorder the whole like just the matches or the segments too. The entire card. Ugh. Uh, it doesn't have to like. You don't have to change everything. Like, if you hype something as the main event, then that's the main event. Um, and you don't have to change everything. It just has to be reordered enough that I would constitute as a reordered. I would say more than half has to change. Okay, so can I let, Can I keep... Because I feel like I need the main event because I hyped that as the main event. That last segment needs to close out the show, mm-hmm. I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can keep those. You just have to change more than 50% of the rest of your card. What do you got for us? All right. I did a lot of work. We, we, we made some changes here and there, but I think we got it. What do you got? So instead of the show opener being Oni Lorcan, it's going to be Ember Moon coming to the ring to explain her actions last week. And she basically cuts the same promo about getting revenge on Asuka and challenging her to, uh, to the match at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Uh, which leads into match one being Asuka versus Nikki Cross, uh, where after the match, Asuka accepts uh, Ember Moon's challenge. Uh, and then we have... Is em- second- does Ember stay for the match? So she's in the ring? Mm. Yeah, let's say Ember on commentary. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Alright, and then yeah, we have... Baby. And then we have segment number one, which is Oni Lorcan coming to the ring with a contract on uh, giving the whole spiel about the tag team, tag team matches, uh, which leads to match number two, Ali and Mysterio versus the Street Profits. Then we have the segment with Undisputed Era and their presence at SummerSlam where they do the backstage interview. Then we have the video package hyping up the Universal title match at SummerSlam. Then match number three is Fish versus Fish and O'Reilly versus Heavy Machinery. Match number four, our main event is Pete Dunn and Bailey versus Riot and Strong. And then we have Orton packing his bags and getting attacked by Drew McIntyre at the end. So basically the first half is all moved around. The first half is all moved around in the last Little the last like quarter of SmackDown is the same because uh, the way the card is ordered, it kind of needs to be like that. Yeah, yeah, I I, I like having this in here because it just like is an annoying thing to happen. 
Mm-hmm. It's like not too detrimental. It's just annoying. Okay, Mikey, that is what happened on SmackDown. Do you have the randomizer result for Raw? Yes. The randomizer result for Raw is actually a randomizer result for SmackDown. Huh? Because I rolled a miraculous recovery. Oh, dang. That's awesome. Roll a D whatever to see which injured wrestler is healed faster <laughs> and roll a D4 plus one to see how many weeks they can knock off their injury. Holy shit. <laughs> so I have two injured superstars right now. I have uh, Sonya Deville and I have uh, Danny Birch. So one of them is going to heal a little bit faster. Yes. Uh, Sony Deville was injured for 25. Well, Sony Deville's on the free agent list. I don't know if she's necessarily your person yet, right? I don't know. I don't know why that's there. She went. She because she went undrafted. Oh, because she was going. She was injured going into the draft. Right. So technically, she's not on your roster, which means technically, I only have Danny Birch. You only have Danny Birch. All right. So he's out for 30 weeks. Let's see. How many weeks we can knock off of that? So what is it, D4 plus one? D4 plus one. That would be nice. <laughs> that yeah, would be so nice. Like, you get a maximum of five weeks off of his uh 30 weeks. Okay, well then. Almost 30 weeks. Roll that D4, baby. I'll get my oh schedule. Because at, at the very least, he's returning two weeks, you know? Two weeks yeah. faster. Two weeks faster. All right, here we go. I'm going to roll my D4, my live D4. Mm-hmm. I had sitting next to me because I just played D&D the other night. Nice. A classic game. <laughs> All right. We rolled a three. Three plus one. That's four weeks. So one, yes. two, three, four. He returns. So his recovery has moved up four weeks. So he now returns 30 to... weeks, it's 26. He returns to the Lunar New Year. <gasps> Gasp. Instead of. So instead of returning March 12th, Danny Birch is now returning February 12th. All right. So he dropped a whole month off of his injury, which means he can probably return from a previous uh, f- for a what? What elimination chamber or something? Yeah, something like that. Uh, assuming whenever that is, maybe, probably not, but maybe Royal Rumble. Yeah, some stuff like that. I hey, I'm excited. It's 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 a little less, you know. It's not it's not great. I mean, it's it, it's not great that he's still injured for like 26 weeks, but it's something, you know. It's definitely something. It's a little, it's a little burst of good news. A little birch of good news. Da 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 da. Ding. And there we go. There are the results uh, of the randomizer. And if you want to have that power of the randomizer and decide whose card was better, you can go vote in that poll uh, as soon as this episode comes out on Twitter at hit the books pod vote in that poll it's gonna be there for like a day and a half or something um and go vote there uh you know it's been two years maybe we'll shape up change up how we do the poll we did say last week about maybe switching it to making the winner has to get hit by the randomizer we'll Mm -hmm. see or maybe where the where do you have to do the poll at all i wonder if you can do it on the website now i think about it oh that would be cool either way you can go vote in the poll that is there on twitter at the books pod and say who you thought had the better card uh was it my version of raw was it mikey's version of smackdown go vote right now 
Uh, but not only that, subscribe while you're, you know, while you're listening to this podcast. So go hit the subscribe button. Make sure you get it go into your feed. And subscribe. Get into your feed as quickly as possible. Because, of course, we have SummerSlam right around the corner. This Sunday is our SummerSlam pay-per-view special. We'll be putting out a bonus episode where you get to find out what happens at SummerSlam. Ooh. And, of course, we got that sister show, Wrestling Statistics, where uh, me and co-host Craig from Pro Wrestling Musings review uh, in depth through stats and analytics uh, one of the matches, a couple matches or whatever, that we enjoyed for the past week. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's pretty pretty simple and easy. Go subscribe. And while you're still there, leave a review, uh, if you don't mind. Leave a review, five stars or more, on iTunes. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, algorithms and whatnot enjoy five-star reviews the more reviews we have the way more people can find it obviously the better the reviews are the more inclined people we to to click and listen to a podcast so we would greatly enjoyed it remember uh, we have five uh six five-star reviews or five six-star reviews yes yeah, so either hit five-star review six times or enter a five-star review and put in a, as your comment a bonus six-star yeah, put in plus one star. Because <laughs> nothing will make me happier than seeing a five-star review that has a one star on it. That would be great. Uh, so go do that as well. Like I already said, go to also check out htbpod.com. You can read up on everything, our back history, backlog of history, of everything that we've done this entire two years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty crazy. There's a huge backlog of history there, so go check that out. And, of course, go to YouTube. Uh, to watch some video versions of podcasts or our 2K review, 2K outcomes or past pay per view reviews. We had a bunch. If you of want to stuff. hear us strut, strut our commentary legs, hit our 2K review, 2K outcomes. Yes, yes. I really hope we don't roll that. Ought to be honest, Mikey, because I don't know how we would record it while I'm at this hotel and I do not have my Xbox. <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> I don't know how we're gonna do it, but it doesn't matter. What we do know is that we'll be here. This Sunday, we'll be here next week for you. So subscribe and make sure we're there. You're there with us as well, uh, Mikey. Anything else to, before we go? I think you nailed it. You went through everything. Yeah. Okay. Then we'll see everyone this Sunday for the SummerSlam pay per view special. Oh yeah. Uh, go check that out when it drops. Until then, for Mikey, I've been Ryan. Uh, until next time, we've got two words for you. Book it. This has been a Countout Podcast.